passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your May edition of Post Pro Res, the very first show for the month of May here at Post Wrestling. How better to start off this month than with W.H. Park, who is here with us to chat everything going on in the Japanese pro wrestling scene. Hello, W.H. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well on this uh, on this Monday afternoon as we are going to be uh, catching up. It is always uh, sometimes some gaps in between these shows for us, but plenty of WH Park here at uh, Post Wrestling. I just got through listening to uh, yourself and Dylan Fox going back to December of 2000 and a, a hell of a tag match between Masafuchi and Toshiaki Kawada against our current our current Triple Crown holder, Yuji Nagata and Takashi Azuka. Here was Nagata. Uh, Almost uh, 22 plus years ago, uh, having a classic tag, and now he's uh, awaiting the winner of this week's carnival final. That's right. Who uh, we'll talk about the finals, like B block set. We just got to find out who's going to be A block, and then uh, we'll get our champion carnival. We'll talk about that. That's on our on our on our agenda today. Yes. Uh, by the I, by the way, uh, I'm joining an exclusive club here, post wrestling. I, I don't know if you know this, but. Uh, Oh, yeah. Whoa, look uh, at that, everyone. So, so I, I just finished this yesterday. So this is this is the official right. car right. of post wrestling, everyone. Right. The Porsche. Is, you know, we are now three deep on the Porsches. Um 
you know, so we're if you want to get regular... out of the club, the Porsche, the Porsche brothers, you, you need to go buy one and build it and show it on camera. You know what? As we're going for the the high price cars here at post wrestling, maybe the next step is going to be getting those uh, ridiculous fur jackets that Dusty and Magnum TA got together. Maybe we'll all get those next. Uh, full fur, thing. please. Uh, I I don't support the uh, real fur industry. Yeah, well, n- none of us do here at here at Post. But uh, there you have it. How long did that take you to put together? Um, I did it in two sessions. I'd say combined, maybe about uh, two hours. All right. That's say, a... I I will say stickering is not my forte. It's something it's... I have to really work on. I don't know who came up with stickering and how they love it at Lego. I mean, it does add to the finished product, but God, is it annoying and it needs to be uh, an easier process. Like you need to have a certain skill set of stickering on like some of these fine details of a car. Wayne said he uses the the block separator and I don't understand it. I use tweezers to, to put the stickers on. I use my my I use my eyes yeah. and and what I've been given. Okay, I'm using my natural tools, and it can be very frustrating. Like if you're somebody that pays attention to detail, it could ruin the whole experience for you yes. if you get the sticker wrong. Yes, but we're not here to talk about uh, Porsches, although we are always open to new topics. Want to go back to uh, last weekend, and this is how fast the wrestling world moves. That this feels like it's well in the rear view, but. Last Sunday, Stardom presented its its biggest show in its history. I don't think that's hyperbole to state. They had over 5,500 people at the Yokohama Arena, 5,539 All-Star Grand Queendom. And this was, I thought, a hell of a show, WH, and I've got to speak about it a bit. But how much of the show have you gotten to see? And, and did you view this as Stardom's biggest show to date? And what's it going to mean for the company moving forward? So I watched everything except the Rumble because I hate the Rumble. I hate the Rumble in every fucking company in Japan because it's fucking stupid. Anyways, uh, but I watched the whole show and overall, top to bottom, I thought very enjoyable with the uh, like everything from the Goddesses tag title up to the main event. I thought was exceptionally good and well worth going out of your way to see every match in those. And the great thing about a lot of these matches, they're not super long, but they felt like very complete matches to me. So I was like not complaining about the length, like going over the the kind of the the results here. I'm looking at the times. I'm like, wow, that that felt shorter than what that felt longer than what is actually listed at. But overall, yeah, really good show. They got as many people as they could on the show, including and, 19 on the Rumble, which was your longest match of the show. Well, that's one I skipped, John. You know, so. you, you saved 26 minutes and 41 seconds of your day. I, I saved a lot more from my from my soul. I felt. You know, not watching a, a rumble from a Bushi Road pr- uh, promotion, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about the direction of Stardom overall because it really felt like a passing to a new uh, generation, not so much a generation, but a new crop of okay, these are people we're gonna push Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakado to a higher level, and the people that. You know, like, for example, in the Wonder of Stardom title match, I think, like, Saya Kaimitani is going to be poised to go to the red belt level and, and still be in the top mix in the company. And, like, you always have people like Utami Hashishida. She's going to be reinserted back into the main event scene. And it's just, it is, I feel, the top top to bottom, the best 
roster in in wrestling today and and i feel also like has some of the best most consistent booking that doesn't insult my intelligence so i'm I'm very high on it and and do i think it's stardom's biggest show to date i think so yeah i think a lot of there's a lot of buzz coming out of it particularly because uh mercedes bonet was wrestling on it and, and and you got a lot more western fans watching this i do agree i think with the point that i think you and way made in that i think they made a big mistake not putting this on stardom world uh, as a live broadcast instead of and, and doing a separate pay-per-view instead because I think the point being okay I'm going to subscribe to this I'm going to watch this Mercedes match I'll subscribe for like what eight bucks US or something like that and then just forget about it and then I'll just be paying stardom all this money for you know like every month and you like- get them in the door and I would suggest like you do shoot some angle on the show that does drive you to the next big event so you know what's coming up because again I as a one-off purchase on Pia, I mean, I'm sure you enjoyed the show, but if the goal is long-term, you get them into stardom world and they're blown away by this show. I think they're, they're keeping that on their subscription package and not just, you know, sign up for the $8 and then cancel it the next day. I think you would have had a pretty strong retention that way. And for all we know, they may have got because of the buzz coming out of this people joining later, but, um, this to me was the event. And the other point that we brought up is I think the need for English commentary for yes. their, their big shows every month. It is a big obstacle, I think, for newer fans to uh, jump on board and be up to date on the stories that they want to be. I think more than just the big shows, they should do Cork and Hall shows because that's usually where they shoot their like most companies shoot their big angles at Cork and Hall shows. So for stardom, do it at Cork and Hall um, and like the big shows. And I think you're not going to overextend like the budget trying to get English commentary for those types of shows and then just be active, you know, like direct people to your, your Twitter English account and stuff. So I, I think it's an easy product. I, I want to follow. know what this budget is for English commentary. <laughs> like it's, I understand it is a cost, but in comparison to what other costs <laughs> you are spending on this, like in, like, honestly, you could get um, Karen Peterson and WH park, on a reliable internet stream uh, to do commentary, I feel. And you could probably pull it off in different geographical locations. Listen, I I, I want business class to Japan. I, I want... Yeah, the I budget want, might be a little bit too much for a WH Park. The the Pearl, I want a room back at the Pearl Hotel in Ryogoku where we stayed when we were all in Japan together, John. And I, I will settle for nothing. You don't have to put me in like the, the, the you know, Tokyo Dome City Hotel. I, I will take the Ryogoku Pearl because that's a great area to be in. Well, were there any uh, of the five title changes, any that were big surprises to you, including the main event where, where Julia dropped the title to Tam Nakano? I think the one that surprised me the most was like Mina Shirakawa winning the Wonder of Stardom title because I I personally don't feel like she was at that level uh, going into the match. Um, I know they had a great story because she got she got legit injured and her teeth knocked out by Kamatani with the uh, Phoenix Splash, um, but it was surprising, but in a pleasant way because I thought okay she her the the match itself was really good. I thought the story her and Kapitani told was really good. And um, and she feels like, okay, she's ready for this belt. She's ready to be on that next level. Like, And in, in the follow-up is what's important. But I have faith in Stardom's booking of her that the follow-up will be good. And she's going to be joining Kamatani, you know, in that tier of people who are just on the cusp of going to a higher level, like with Tom Nakano. But I think I'm going to say of, of all the title matches, John, my favorite was actually the artist 
tag team title match, the trios match, because I thought it it delivered in in such a way that it was different from everything else. It was super violent this match. It was violent, and it also had the coolest cover at the end with um with uh, Sari Ano doing know. the the yeah. backslide jackknife cover. I mean, that was just a slick. Uh, like th- this was a great match, and I think it it only enforces how loaded of a show this was when this was maybe some people's number three or four on the show, but it was, it was an excellent match. Yeah. So, and then the main event, I may, I don't think I'm as high about it as like a lot of other people, but I thought it was really good. I I will say I, I was completely distracted by all the, all the, the fluffiness of Tom's costume. Like I think, Hey, if your entrance, awesome. Just get rid of all that stuff when, when you're, when you're actually wrestling, it's really like the ribbon and in the back. Only like, WH Park would have that critique of the main event. Fluffy, I, the I, factor. I, I couldn't like, I was just like, well, how could she wrestle with like this giant fluffy ribbon on, tied to the back of her costume? It's, it's so distracting for me. Anyways, but other than that, great match. Like you're talking about the headbutts. They they were kind of sickening. Yes. Oh, oh the, the Hashimoto the, match for sure. The one in the, the yeah. Shuri Hashimoto match that got the, the Chris Charlton, Jesus Christ, uh, legit call out of him. That, I certainly could have done without just before we get away from stardom in that artist of stardom match. Uh, it was then announced Suzu Suzuki is leaving prominence. Dave Meltzer now reporting that, you know, she is stardom bound, which I think everyone assumed when she made that announcement. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what you see as the upside for this 20 year old that, you know, has, you know, th- this seems like this could be a, a big breakout year for her in terms I of international fans discovering her. She is a prodigy in wrestling. She is someone who's good at traditional wrestling, even though she's trying, she really wanted to make her name in deathmatch wrestling. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that, but she's actually good in that stuff because like she, she has a passion for wrestling in general. I think people will be like surprised, pleasantly surprised. If you've never seen Suzu Suzuki wrestle for someone who's 20 years old, she has like the air of a veteran, someone who's been wrestling like 10 years plus, And she has a really, throwback feel to like classic 90s joshi prores like people like akira hokotu bull nakano people like that like she's just got exudes this like toughness and i i am excited for her to see what she does with julia because that's what prompted her and prominence to come into stardom in the first place is to get revenge on julia but i think it would be more interesting to see if her and julia can patch things up and and, and maybe i would love to see julia and her tag team Actually, I think that would be really good. But she is just an excellent, excellent pro wrestler. I love the fact that, like, she's one of the few people in Joshi Perez who still wears wrist tape and tapes up her fists, like, like a real fighter does. Like, no flaw. And I, I love the costuming in, in, in Joshi, right? I have no problem with it for the most part. But she's different because she looks like she's, she's going to beat the fucking shit out of you. And the last thing on Mercedes Monet coming out of this show, she loses the IWGP Women's Championship, but then it was known she was going to be part of the resurgence show that comes up later this month in Long Beach, California. And they're introducing a New Japan Strong Women's Championship with a one-night four-woman tournament with Mercedes against Stephanie Vakur from CMLL. And on the other side, Momo Kogo, who suffered a concussion on this stardom event last weekend, will be taking on Willow Nightingale representing AEW. So a lot there, but in terms of Mercedes Monet, what do you see as her long-term with New Japan slash stardom? And how would you assess the, the the project of bringing in Mercedes with the goal of expanding its business? How would you look at it now, several matches in? Um, I think it's successful. 
like outside of the some of the cringe cringy uh, press conferences uh, where she's trying to sing. Uh, that aside, I, I think it's been a successful thing in, in that it brought attention to, you know, uh, New Japan's burgeoning women's division and to stardom itself. Like I think you know any buys that this show had outside of Japan can be credited probably a lot to her presence on the show and especially being in a title match against uh, Mayu Iwatani. Um, but I, if I'm, if I'm them, I try to like, see, Hey, what can we do to extend the relationship? Like how keep you for another six months to a year? Um, I hope this is not it. I, I really don't understand this strong women's title to some extent. It's just like, why can't you just have the IWGP title come over and be defended on in American shores? I Which thought that was kind the goal of thought of it. was going to be the, the purpose of the IWGP yeah. women's title was this title that could go back and forth. And you've seen Rocky Romero now state, well, this is more of a Japan title and this is our U.S. title. So you're sort of, yeah, I, I can understand like you've just introduced this IWGP women's championship. And that was the thought that this was going to be a traveling champion that could be going over to your U.S. shows. And now it seems like there is going to be more of a distinction between the two as well. It's a tournament that I would be very surprised to see Monet not win this tournament, given who is in this. And I would say the the question mark about Momokogo uh, with a concussion, it's hard to estimate when someone's going to be cleared to compete. Yeah, we'll see. Like she, that prevented her from participating in English commentary with Chris Charlton and uh, Sonny Gutierrez. And uh, I didn't, I watched it with Japanese commentary as that's my preferred, you know, way of watching any kind of Japanese wrestling. But um, yeah, I, 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 hopefully she should be okay. She can come to the United States. She's a, she's a very talented young wrestler. And, but if not, I mean, there's no, there's no shortage of talented wrestlers that start and consent over to participate in this tournament. So it is Golden Week in Japan. WH, can you explain for people that are maybe not familiar, what is Golden Week in Japan and why do all the companies run uh, big shows midweek? So Golden Week is a period of time, uh, a week-long period of time in Japan where like multiple public holidays, national holidays take place. So a lot of people take their vacations, their spring vacations at this time. They'll, they'll go overseas. They'll go to other places in Japan. And so it's a great time for people traveling into Tokyo. If you're a wrestling fan to go and, uh, you know, watch a bunch of shows. And that's why people, you know, promotions in Japan hold tons of shows in, in Tokyo. Like there's probably not a day goes by in Tokyo during golden week that there's not at least like three wrestling shows of varying, you know, levels at various venues happening within one day. You know, it the the three biggest times to to go see wrestling in Tokyo would be Golden Week, um, the G1 Climax Finals, uh, which is uh, c- coincides with Oban Holiday, which is the last month of uh, which is like the summer holidays, and then you know Christmas New Year's, which is you know like again, all the companies converge on Tokyo to try hold as many shows as possible surrounding. Um, in this case. Golden Week, the big holidays, but in August it's for the G1 climax. So, which a big return to Sumo Hall this year for the, those finals. Just trying to rope you back to Japan for a visit for those those final nights at the Sumo uh, Hall. That's right, in the sweat box or turn to the sweat box. So this week, uh, some of the Golden Week shows. Uh, Stardom is back on Thursday with a, a card that has Mina Shirakawa and Natsupoi for the Wonder of, of Stardom title as well. Uh, an interesting tag with Utami and Saya Kamatani against Julia and Micah. So that's going down on Thursday. Noah's got a card we'll go over, but let's uh, let's go into New Japan because uh, since we last spoke, 
the era of Sonata has begun and I don't care about him winning the title, just five guys, the hair. I mean, just uh, give us an assessment of the Sonata makeover WH and how you have uh, viewed this transition of Okada to Sonata and what kind of run you expect from Sonata as there's certainly more steam behind him than I would say at any point of his new Japan tenure. Um, I'm, I'm having a kind of a wait and see approach to his, his reign because I really feel it's kind of like too little too late with him. Um, when he won the title, I was very surprised because I never thought they, I thought, I thought if they were going to pull the trigger on him, they should have done it like, you know, pre pandemic, like in 2018, 2019, not necessarily winning that, the title, but like at least winning a G1 or getting the intercontinental title would have been, would have been a good way to, to slowly build him up to that Okada level that they're going with him now is, is interesting. I think he made a really smart decision to change his look. I think it was smart to get him out of LIJ because he'll always be seen as he, he would have always been seen as like a Naito underling, but now he's the leader of this group uh, with Tai Chi and, and the other three dudes. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's getting over. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's getting over in Japan. So it's, it's been successful so far. I, I, I still have, like, again, the follow up is important. Like, how long is he going to be champion? What are his matches going to be like as champion? We'll see. And so, yeah, I, again, I'll ask me in like maybe three title defenses in if he's still a champion, John. So he could still end up in the just a GLG uh, column for you. Uh, sure. Sure. I will say like, if you're going to put him in GLG and Noah, he would, he would be the only GLG in that group to me. Yes. So just a good looking guy. That's right. Well, on Wednesday, it is a wrestling Dontaku with Sonata and Hiromu on top for the IWGP world heavyweight championship. Never open weight title, Tamatonga against David Finley. The never open weight six man tag titles with Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado and Ren Narita against Okada, Tanahashi and Tomohiro Ishii. Zack Sabre Jr. against Jeff Cobb for the TV belt. Kenta versus Hikuleo for the strong openweight title. So we have five title matches on top. Naito, Shingo, and Bushi against Taichi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki. Shota Umino and new junior heavyweight tag champions, Kushida and Kevin Knight, take on Aaron Hanare, TJP, and Francesco Akira. Mikey Nichols, Shane Haste, and Kosei Fujita of TMDK against Aussie Open and Great Okan. Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Toriyano, and Yo against the House of Torture. And in the Young Lions uh, opener, it is Ryohei Oiwa, Yudo Nakashima, Oscar Loibe, and Oleg Bolton, who is being uh, introduced as Bolton Oleg. So I'm going with Oleg Bolton. Or we could go with uh, Boleg Olton as well. We could, we could just... I, 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 with a B-O-W? Yeah. Uh, why not? Bow-legged old- <laughs> Bow-legged Olton. Yes. Yeah. The, Go with that. The many uh, differentiations on the name. Um, number one, how do you like the, this main event with Sonata and Hiromu? This is certainly a more um, out-of-the-box main event for New Japan. I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm on record. I think him and Desperado should be heavyweights. They should be not be juniors anymore. They, they, they'll, it, they would both freshen up the, the heavyweight scene in that company. Um, and yeah, I love it. I, I think it's going to be a great match and, um, it's, it's a good test for Hiromu to see like how he adapts to a heavyweight style, how much of his junior heavyweight, um, you know, mannerisms will, 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 will he keep and what will he adopt to become, uh, you know, challenging for, for, I mean, really being thrown into the deep end, challenging for the world heavyweight title here against uh, the current champion Sonata. 
he's quietly having an awesome year. Like this, this title run, he has just had some outstanding matches this year. And I'm curious if, like, certainly, I think everyone is assuming Sonata retains the title here. But if they go out and have just, just excellent, excellent match, how much do you think that this pushes people towards the idea of Hiromu in the G1 this year? Is that getting ahead of yourself? No, I don't think so at all. I mean, I think I feel every year we talk about a junior heavyweight diving into the G1 and then we're left empty at the end. But this would be a year I would love to see Hiromu. I know he's in the best of the super juniors, but to turn around and enter the G1 to me that this kind of a main event booking would suggest that that's at least in their thinking. I think they they have to look at Hiromu the same way they did as Will Ospreay. Like Will Ospreay did- you know, he accomplished everything he could in the junior heavyweight division. Okay. Now it's time for you to, we want to push you as a heavyweight there. I'm going to say this is the, the testing the waters. This is like a prelude to him finishing up as a junior heavyweight, maybe with the, this, this best of super juniors tournament, whoever the winner of that is, I don't think it'll be Hiromu, but if it's him, he has an excellent way of saying like, I'm retiring. Like I'm, I'm vacating the title because I've done everything I could. I won, won the BOSJ as champion, but I think it'd be better if someone wins the BOSJ, challenges him, beats him for that belt, and then he goes to heavyweight. He goes to the G1. He becomes part of that main event mix in the heavyweight division. Um, I and I just want Desperado to, to fucking join him because like they just just pull the trigger on Desperado. He doesn't have to be in the juniors anymore either. Do you have a? Uh... A, a sense of interest at the moment in, in New Japan that they are mixing things up? Like, where where's your, your level of excitement at the moment for uh, New Japan? It, it's it higher still- than it's... It's higher than it's been recently because I like a lot of the... I think they freshened up the factions with TMDK and um, and Strong Style. I really like that trio. And I, I, I'm I'm intrigued to the, about the, 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 the mid-card a little bit more. Um, some of the some of the names like oh I've seen this match a million times before I I don't I'll probably skip those but anything involving like the newer guys like Shota Umino Ren Narita you know TMTK Zach as this TV title champion I'm interested these things are are feel fresh to me and it feels like again like you know like stardom there's like this this move to like okay we got to start elevating people we have to start freshening things up in our products because like uh, you know like Naito is you know, he's getting there where he's going to be like, has to be moving down the card. And like uh, Tanahashi is, is, is already kind of that in that sense, but like Okada, I mean, he's still got a year's left in him as a top guy, but you need to start moving Umino up, great Okan up and, and uh, Red Narita up. And then whoever like you guys, whoever they want to push as their top foreign guys, start pushing them. It looks like Zach is going to be like their top foreign guy. It, it seems to me like this. I think this is a test run to see how he holds conducts himself as a singles champion. And I'm excited if he, if he finally kind of ascends to a higher level, which I think he would, I think he would kill it in as, as a, an IWGP heavyweight champion. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Also, uh, since we last spoke, uh, Aussie Open, they have now won both the IWGP Tag Titles and the Strong Openweight Tag Championships. And I did get to see the last two matches of the card this past Saturday, Satsuma Nokuni in uh, Kagoshima Arena, where Aussie Open retained against Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. I thought this was Haste and Nichols' best tag match in a long, long time. They went 25 minutes, and Aussie Open has ascended to become... Uh, one of the top tag teams in the entire world at this point. And it was uh, just excellent heat for this match. And it was uh, Kyle Fletcher who essentially after all of these recent uh, like legit hard ways that he suffered in matches, like they, there's a sympathy now for Kyle Fletcher who just gets murdered during these matches. And he is the, he is the Ricky Morton of this group. And then you have uh, uh, Mark Davis as sort of the enforcer that can do all of this extraordinary offense. And it came down to their, their lariat attack onto Haste and Nichols, and then a double version to Nichols and the Coriolis, just an excellent tag match. And then Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi appear, and it appears that they are going for a rematch with Aussie open, but then they get jumped by the House of Torture, who are jumped by the United Empire. So House of Torture getting into the tag scene. So no no good things can last forever. But, you did um, this means, John, four-way. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, that'll be the challenge for Aussie Open after they've had just these extraordinary matches over the past month. And then the main event was Shingo Takagi and Taichi in a Takagi triad match. Essentially, three out of five balls where you can win by pinfall, submission, countout, referee stoppage, or knockout. And it came down to uh, they were tied at two falls apiece. And the the MVP of this match was Hiromu, who's on the apron at the end. And he is pleading for Takagi, who is in the dragon sleeper. And his head is like at a 90 degree angle from this dragon sleeper. And he's just screaming for Takagi. And he's torn. Do I throw in the towel? And in the end, the uh, red shoes just calls off the match. Um, this is a long investment. It's 43 minutes and 39 seconds. And... I, I thought it was still an excellent match. These two are terrific together. Um, the the um, the length will uh, dissuade some people, but I think these triad matches that Takagi has had have been some of the, certainly the high points of this KOPW division. Not to say that the bar has been all that high since this uh, Takagi reign, uh, but a new champion in Taichi coming out of this. So I would certainly recommend the last two matches on this card from this past weekend. Yeah, I, I I watched them. I thought they were good. I, I'm I'm very low person on Aussie Open. I'll be honest with you. They don't really. really do. I thought yeah. they would be more up your alley. No, I they they really don't do that much for me. They're they're fine. Like I think they're they're you know they should join just five guys, just seven guys. They they could make it that. They need some foreign talent in in that group. Um, but they're fine. They're it, it, again. It freshens up them being tag champions. Freshens up that division and, and it's been a strong division recently with Vishimon in in that position and I like the addition of TMDK um I I'm not excited about it. what would it be would it be evil and and Takashi uh, you know Yuji Yujiro evil, like, evil and Yujiro going for those tag titles oh my is, god um as exciting as um uh, my next set of tax returns oh my god no I don't unless there it's like an elimination four way and they get beaten like 3 minutes no, I'm. I have no interest in seeing that. And yeah, I, I, 
you know, it's interesting. Like Takagi really brought some legit legitimacy to this to this KFPW thing, which I still hate, by the way. I think it's this this company has too many belts, way too many belts. It's 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 ridiculous. But hey, it was it was a hard hitting match, and and fuck Taichi. I'm not, again, I'm not a huge Taichi fan, but he he acquitted himself very well in, in this match, and uh, yeah, I'm just wondering if his first title would be like karaoke challenge for the KFPW. Uh, title should be guaranteed. Uh, it's going to be on location. Toro Yano is going to challenge him at his bar. That's right. Yeah, at, they'll have a ramen eat off at Kawada's. <laughs> I don't think Kawada let uh, Tai Chi in, uh, but uh, yeah, no karaoke, uh, karaoke lip syncing uh, challenge. Toriano and, and Tai Chi book that fucking shit. I'll watch. I'll watch that, John. I'll totally watch that. Well, something I know you will be watching is the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. It is the next big tour starting May the 12th. They have 12 shows through May 28th, and they have announced the blocks. So in the A block, it is Kushida and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, Leo Rush, Doki, Hiromu Takahashi going in as champion, Teton, TJP, Taiji Ishimori, Sho, and the big addition, Speedball Mike Bailey. On the B-block side, it is El Desperado, Yo, Master Watto, Kevin Knight, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Bushi, Robbie Eagles, Francesco Akira, Clark Connors, and Dan Maloney making up uh, our two blocks. I think this is a tremendous lineup that they have. Oh, I think the yeah. speedball edition alone makes these these A-block shows are going to be like must-see. Like every show is going to have some incredible pairings. I, I like A-block a little bit more than B-block for sure. Um Mainly because of yeah, Mike Bailey and Kushida coming back to the BOSJ. Um, I, I think we're seeing a nice like little renaissance for Kushida as a junior. Like I, I thought, you know, I watched back the Macklin match he, he had at uh, at Rebellion on on the on pay per view. Uh, we were there live, of course, uh, and it was it was a, it was a it you, was you a got to match. watch the match for the first time then on uh, this, yeah, basically. We, we, uh, we didn't have the best sight lines, but nonetheless, no. it was it was a very good match from a live perspective. But I'm sure watching it, it was it was it was a better watch than where I, we were seated. And I I I think Kashida will be good in the role of elevating the younger guys in this division because I think him being tag champions with Kevin Knight, I think is. A, perfect role for him i think it's great for kevin knight to be his partner and be the tag champions with him um but yeah it's like, a I huge think, tournament for kevin knight like i oh, yeah. see i see him scoring some big wins in this b block sort of being like a 500 player but getting a few key wins yeah so my my hope my fantasy uh you know like wild card prediction john will be like shotanaka finds his integrity and a last name and then he goes to the finals against another guy who finds his last name, Yohei Komatsu. That's much, and then like Shotanaka fulfills the promise of him like five years ago. <laughs> Just leaves House of Torture and becomes Shotanaka again. That's my that's my hope, John. High voltage, Shotanaka, come back to me. I miss you. If there's anyone that needs a li- who needs the life raft more in this tournament, Shotanaka or Master Wato? Uh, Master Wado's a lost case. I don't give a shit about Master Wado. He's Wata. too far. Like the the lifesaver can't extend that. You far. can you can save show. You can save show Tanaka. I know Karen Peterson's watching this right now. She's like, yes, manifest into reality. How about Leo Rush? How do you see him him faring? Uh, who, who do you see coming out of of this this A block? Uh, is you know the safe pick is Hiromu going to the finals, but I just find that to be so. Um, you have all these different challengers that I I would love to see Hiromu, you know, protect him, 
but he is kind of loses on the last day, set up the finals, and then he's got a few opponents coming out of this. Like, Hiromi does not need another yeah. best of the Super Juniors win. And this has been a year where New Japan, they have not been always going with the, the safe option that they have been the last few years. Again, so my wild card would be, you know, like a revitalized show. But realistically, like, I I think, yeah, Leo Rush should win. And what I like about 8-Block is it's, it's up in the air, John. Like, I can see Mike Bailey winning this thing, this, you know, going to the finals, giving him a big push. But, yeah, Leo Rush, I loved his match with Hiromu for the title. It was the last show that they had. Um, so that would be an excellent way to get him back into a title title match with with Hiromu if he wins um they're gonna have a they're gonna have a match on in the tournament that's amazing um B block I don't Clark know Connors like, is gonna be booked strong I think with he the is addition to I, the, the bullet club I don't know if he wins it but I do see him being a pretty big player there I I would give like a big push to Robbie Eagles because I think really they need to like kind of reestablish him as like a top player in this division so uh yeah I'm gonna go my my true prediction is is robbie eagles in b block and and leo rush in a so all all guy kokujin uh finals in, in uh where's the finals is it an old award it's old award yeah there there you go uh all leo right. rush versus robbie eagles and and leo rush wins the best of the super juniors and challenges for Romu. I generally always enjoy the best of the super juniors but this year th- this field has me very intrigued uh, oh and you know what john it's not it's not so long this this tournament no it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty matchable it's with all due respect to stardom when they not like the the cinderella tournament that will kick off i think it's Jul- mid-july and the finals are september 30th i'm no. sorry a no. two and a half month tournament no i can't do it i can't so, follow who how do you expect us to follow like like the 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 points and like who's who's wrestled concise like you need to you need to really grab people's attention like the g1 is five weeks and that's pushing it uh, sometimes. So anyway, we, we need to manage some of these tournament lengths. Um, something that is not going to be too far away is uh, Will Ospreay's uh, contract. He did reveal that his deal is up in February of next year. And uh, after he did this interview with The Zone, and I guess he saw the feedback, he then did a follow-up. It's like, I'm sure we're going to like work things out, me and uh, New Japan. I'm not too worried about that. But uh, nonetheless, it sounds like you know come february he would be silly not to see what the offers are out there and by next february both companies here in north america you would think would be making aggressive plays but if you are uh advising one will osprey and looking at where he is now who is about to celebrate his 30th birthday he's only 29 at at the moment and what 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 is he looking for in the next five years uh because to me this is going to be a, a major uh, contract that is out there at the same time that the timing works out of a Kenny Omega's deal is coming up the young bucks like there there could certainly be a big power shift in pro wrestling depending on where these offers come from yeah I mean with Will Ospreay it's interesting I know I know Benno over at Grapple like talks about like that Will Ospreay has said that he does not want to move to the United States or I don't know if it's public but he's like said it like to people that Benno knows that know Will Ospreay that like, I don't want to move to the state. So that's a big hurdle. I think that's why he likes Japan because like he can stay in, in England and then just travel to do the tours and then go back to England. But I mean, if he's smart about his career, he'll, I think he should leave. Like, that's what I would do if I was him. I would be like, I'm going to test the waters. I'm, I've done all I can in, in New Japan. Um, let's, let's test the waters out, out there, especially if they're going to offer him. And I, I, I would assume both AW and WWE would offer him a lot more money. 
than what he's getting from New Japan right now. And then he, I think he would work less, you know, that like if he worked either for those companies. I also like if I'm him in February, I would see like what has Jay White done in AW before I sign with them. I would say okay, because that's that's the parallel that you would have to compare yourself to. If you're Will Ospreay, it's like, have they done something with Jay White where he's now a main event, main event player in that company from now until February? If not, I would then I would seriously consider an offer from the WWE because I think at that time, maybe WWE is going to be in an acquisition mode where they're like, we want to freshen up our product. We really want to like lay the groundwork for, for like a next crop of people to become big big time players in in our company on like in i don't know when their tv rights deals are coming up but that could be a thing like we're looking at all this talent we've acquired for and then like we're gonna put them on these tv shows that we got big contracts for like so if i'm will osprey yeah i i decide to to leave it's just a question which one is going to be a better fit for me aw or wb i mean the wwe one it would almost certainly have to coincide with you know, uprooting yourself. And I always look at it that, 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 believe me, there are plenty of people that I think do not want to move. But when you have that offer in front of you, I mean, your, your, your mind can change. Definitely. With AEW, it's a more interesting one that I see them being a lot more um, accommodating to the wants of an Osprey. And when you look at AEW, is there a value or is there more value in a Osprey being that kind of special attraction that does not need to be there every week. And when you have a Kota Bushi that's out there, when you've seen Vikingo come in for special shots of having people that are sort of special attractions that maybe they only wrestle once every other month, but when they come in, it's a bigger deal and, and they can offer that. One thing I would be almost sure of is that Osprey kind of tapering down the independent shots that he's doing. I just don't know, unless it's just a pure love that he has for RevPro to continue these. Like there are, there are such high expectations for these matches and how many, like you want to be, I think, preserving yourself for your thirties. I mean, this is a guy that has been through the ringer in his twenties and this should be the decade that he is making money off this reputation that he has uh, garnered for himself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, with the AW special attraction, like, I, I don't think I've, you know, seen Tony Khan push anyone who's a special attraction to the main, to like a John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page level. So if I'm Will Ospreay, I don't want to just be a special attraction. I want to, I want, I, I think there's a desire in him to be a champion, to be a draw in, in America. Like, I, I mean, he says he doesn't want to move to America and I can understand that. But like, again, they uh, throw enough money at him. It's like, okay, we, we'll help you look for a place. What blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he'll go. It'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go. Like, and again, I, if I'm him, I'm looking at Jay White. I'm looking at what have they done with Jay White mm-hmm. from, from this point forward to February. And then that, that's what I would. And if the, if everything else is kind of equal money scheduling, that's what I look at. It's like, how do, how are they pushing Jay White? Cause that's, if that's how they're going to push Jay White, that's how they're going to push me probably. So. Given the the timing of the contract in February, does that make it difficult when you're booking this G1 and next year's Tokyo Dome? Or do you just go with it with the idea that, you know, you would certainly figure Osprey is one of your favorites to, to win the G1 that, okay, he's he's working January 4th regardless. We go forward and you, you hope for the best that he's sticking around, but you make that booking decision closer to January if you don't have a commitment with him beyond the next month. 
I mean, I maintained that I think his January 4th match is going to be the rematch with Kenny Omega. I, I don't think they're going to do it anywhere else. I think New Japan wants that for, for Wrestle Kingdom next January. And that if that's his swan song, like you can easily vacate the, the U.S. title or have him put someone else over for it in February if he doesn't resign. Um, I don't think he needs to win the G1. I think he can go very deep into it and, and like become a block finalist, but I don't think he has to win the G1 per se to, to get the rematch with Omega for the U S title at the next January 4th show. Um, so I, I don't really think it's a factor for booking the G1 necessarily will Osprey's contract status. Coming up at the end of June, it is forbidden door Two, an event that WH park will be attending. And uh, we will have a special announcement about coming out later this week. So stay tuned. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna build Porsches uh, in in John Pollock's backyard. Yeah, we're we're gonna it's gonna be a Fast and the Furious, the Toronto edition, uh, Toronto Drift. Um, what are you looking at for this show in terms of just your expectation level of what headlines this card, what you expect to see on the show, and the fact is they have the title off of Okada, which from a political standpoint kind of opens the door. Uh, pardon the pun, of matches that you can make for a show like this. All right. So my hope is I want to see the match that we were promised last year. I want to see Tanahashi versus CM Punk. Mm -hmm. That could be your semi-main or your double main if it's like a New Japan way of doing things. Uh, But I I think what they should book, John, is Okada Omega in the main event. I think that that would like blow the roof off of the you know the toronto of the uh, scotia bank center i, I, I would I, that that, that arena is not going to pay for itself so i hope they they secure the, uh, the the roof for that i i think it's um totally time to do omega and okada again and you're, you're doing it outside of japan i think that it's um it's it to, to me i just feel like obviously you can do omega and os if you were going to do omega and osprey outside of wrestle kingdom I see All In being a much better spot for that, where it's Osprey in England as opposed to Toronto. And to me, Okada and Omega, it's like there's there's nothing holding you back from doing that match. Whereas Okada holding the title, it's a bit trickier to book him. But I think with that, with um, just all the the different options you have of a, even if it's uh, your the only downside of doing a Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. is the idea of a 15 minute time limit on that. But that's certainly like, there's all these options. They could do these forbidden doors for years to come. And you have all these interesting combinations, but I, I hope I, forbidden I door is the Toronto annual event, you know, like all, all, all out. No, all out is the Chicago the September event. I want forbidden door to be the Toronto event because like, I think it'd be great for them to establish the a beachhead with this with a with a signature event here in Toronto. Um there's so many possibilities, John. I mean, god, like you, you can like you know, like tag teams matches FTR versus, you know, uh, Aussie Open or FTR versus Bishamon or, you know, like Evil and Yujiro against the Guns. <laughs> Sure, on the free show that you know, I'm I'm still looking at uh, you know the uh, three T-shirts that they'll be saying selling at the AEW merchandise stand. Sure, uh, no, uh, like even like if you're including Stardom in this, like Jamie Hader versus like Mayu Iwatani, or you you've Jamie got the Hader. belt off Julia, so very similar yeah. to Okada that that opens. See, the door. they should they should book Julia for All In. 
because she yes. she is she is she is british she's half mm-hmm. british so you could put play that up and i think she would like just open so many people's eyes in the west if she if she appeared on that show and then uh, suzu suzuki against john moxley I'm putting my money on uh, Susie there, if that happens. All right. Well, that's uh, coming up on June 25th. And if you look at it just from uh, a ticket perspective, like Forbidden Door, to me, has now established itself as the big show of the year for AEW. Like, look at, uh, you know, they of their four pay-per-views before Forbidden Door, they were all sort of weighted equally. But, man, you look at the advances for Double or Nothing in Vegas, and, you know, Toronto has, like, doubled that in terms of uh, tickets that, that are out. It, to me, is the novelty is still very fresh of doing interpromotion, and it's becoming now the big show of the year for AEW. People are, are hoping for a glimpse of us on, on in the wild, on the streets of Toronto, John. Like, the, well, maybe they're going to be like, oh, my God, is, is that WH Park outside of a Tim Hortons? My God. <laughs> You're going to be mauled that week. You're going to need security at least. You're going to have to run like two, three deep. I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the guy from Demand Lucha, uh, their, 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 their door guy that that Davey and Braden know. We'll talk about uh, Demand Lucha before the end of this. Let's move over to Noah. And I did have a chance to see the recent, uh, the first defense of the GHC Heavyweight Title by Jake Lee against Katsuhiko Nakajima. I thought this was easily Jake Lee's best performance in Noah so far. I'm not going to go and say the guy is over the hump that we had discussed because I thought Nakajima was just such an incredible opponent for him. And God, I either Nakajima, listen, this guy can uh, legitimately harm some of these people with, with his offense, but God, is he incredible to watch? And dude, the, the barrage of kicks, he did this sequence to the chest and the back and did not let up to boom, 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 boom. He was uh, treating Lee like a ping pong ball. Um, but this was a great match. 23 minutes to me is like the sweet spot for, um, uh, you know, this level of match. And it was to me the, the best performance so far I've seen Jake Lee in since coming over. Yeah. I, I, I'm really not excited about him being the champion. Like I, I think it was a big mistake to take it off Kiyomiya. I still don't understand the, the, the rationale of putting it on Jake, but yes, this match was great mainly because of, uh, like hey Jake Jake did his part but man Nakajima holy shit this he was eating him, him up alive at points in this match John it was unreal and like it also Jake's got a really weird character where he's kind of a sometimes like acts like a coward which I I don't get like you're the champion like you're you're like taller than this dude you have a legit background as well like you don't have the experience of Nakajima you don't have the aura of Nakajima but you don't have to like you know like act like you're afraid of him all the, t- you know, like at points in the match or when he, when he came out, he was like that with, when Marafuji came out to challenge mm-hmm. him after, after the win. And, and I, I'm like, this is not a good look. Also for God's sakes, get rid of this entrance gear. It, I don't understand what the fuck he's supposed to be. Are, are, is, I think he's cosplaying as like, uh, a, a, like, like some kind of Renaissance era, like, you know, Prince, like who, who doesn't have any sense of color scheme coordination. That, that's what that's what it screams at me. Like just just wear a goddamn t-shirt, GLG t-shirt. Just wear that to the ring for God's sakes, Jake. Just get rid of the cape, the 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 buttoned top, whatever the fuck you're wearing. Anyways, it's not as bad as Hayata still, but still, like just just change up the look, please, Jake. Just do me a favor. 
So Jake Lee retains, and then this coming Thursday, he will be defending, as WH mentioned, against Naomichi Marafuji. This card has 14 matches announced for Sumo Hall. Uh, won't go through the entire card here, but uh, some of the top matches include Go Shiozaki, Kaito Kiyomiya, who's just in a constant state of rehabilitation, and Yoshiki Inomura against Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya, who is coming out of the uh, the Carnival Tournament. National title, Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr., Defending his national title. Imagine, imagine if he cut down to become a junior heavyweight champion. Dr. Wagner, junior, junior, junior heavyweight champion. Amazing. Book it, John. Defends against Hideki Suzuki, Hayata, and Ninja Mac for the junior heavyweight title. A tag title match with Shuhei Tanaguchi and Takashi Sugiyora against Saxon Huxley and uh, Timothy Thatcher. You're a big Saxon Huxley guy. John, I saw this thing where the, the Japanese sports press called him the, the Reiwa era, which is like the new era. Like we have Showa and da-da-da. Now it's Reiwa. He see Reiwa era Bruiser Brody. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, he's not. He's just another fucking guy who's got a big beard and is tall. Who cares? Like I, I'm so upset that they broke up the team of Thatcher and Suzuki. That's a much better team. But the, the subheading to this match, it's GHC tag title match. Keep exploding. Uh, sure. Like, it, you know, like that's what they do in Japan. They, you know, keep exploding. You know, Noah's like, got, I don't know what that has to do with the arc, you know, and like voyaging on the sea or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, who, whatever. Exploding arc. Um, Dralistico against Ray Escorpion and, uh, a martial arts rules match between Masakatsu Fanaki and Shinya Aoki. That will be curious to see. We're also going to get Josh Barnett on commentary for a John, portion you got to get uh, Eric Marcotte to like, just review that, that one match. Aoki yeah. versus uh, Fanaki there. How, how is uh, your Noah intake? I'm, uh, I'm in and out on Noah, but I will certainly uh, at least catch a portion of this card. Let's I watched this entire Green Journey show from, from uh, Sendai, John. I watched the entire thing. I just sat through it, and there were high points. There were low points. It's okay. It's an okay product overall. I don't. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't. It's tough me. to be an okay product in the current landscape. Yeah, and there are a lot of great products. One thing I like. I like the fact that they use a lot of people from Mexico. Like they mm-hmm. use a lot of people from the lucha scene, and they use them in a smart way in that they they treat them as like integrating them into like the title scenes sometimes, but also as something, an exhibition match in, in some respects, like, okay, this is something different. Like you don't, you don't see that pretty much in any other company in Japan. It's like, you have like a legit luchador match. Sometimes they'll insert like a guy like Alejandro, who's Japanese or Amaksa in there, which is great. Or Ninja Mac, who's American. Um, but I, I really like the diversity that they have with their, the, the foreign talent that they bring in, not just from Mexico, but from the UK and from the United States, it's, it's a nice, diverse thing. And But my only thing is, like, I don't understand why they just constantly cut the legs off their younger talent, like Kiyomiya, Masakitamiya, just lost the tag titles after only, like, two defenses. It's like, and Inaba, Inaba was, like, on his way to getting rehabilitated. They, they, you, you screwed him over now. I, I don't get it, John. Um, it's why it's just an okay product for me. And, and like, and and I, I'm just hoping Go's coming back. Like he's healthy, he can stay healthy, and then he can, you know, add some juice to this to this roster. I'm very excited about Marafuji and Jake, though. I think Marafuji, when he when he is very motivated, will put on an excellent performance. And I and I predict he's going to have a very good match with Jake Lee. 
And I did catch up a bit on the uh, the Champion Carnival, which is going to be wrapping up next weekend. So over the weekend, uh, Shitaro Ishino won the B Block. So we had four tournament matches uh, for the final day of the B Block on Sunday in Osaka. Uh, Manabu Soya defeated uh, Takeo Omori, who was left with zero points after this whole tournament. Won in nine minutes and two seconds with his uh, Wild Bomber Lariat. Uh, fine match. I mean, for Takeo Omori, who has been, I mean, he's mid to early 50s he's not as he's not as uh old as we maybe assume he is though still getting around got an omori driver in here for a two count decent match for what it was and soya uh adds two points so he has eight uh to finish the tournament hakuto or hokuto omori and yuma anzai who are two of the you know younger talents in all japan Anzai is only 23 years of age. They had a very nice match here, and it was won by Omori with the Muso Isen. I think I'm pronouncing that right. A sit-out cross-legged fisherman driver, nine minutes and four seconds. Uh, Yuma Anzai, I think, had a very good tournament, and the fact that they booked him here to, um, you know, go competitive with a number of your your big guns here in the B block. He finishes the both of these guys finished with six points. Do you do you see a lot in in these two? Yeah, I mean, I I think they do. For sure. Um, and they, they realize like, Hey, we, we gotta, if we got someone talented coming through our dojo, we need to like try to keep them and try to keep them happy and try to push them. And, and I think it's a good idea. Like Yuma, uh, Yuma Anzai is like someone I have a lot of hopes for, for to become a big player in, in all Japan and kind of lead the company into the future. He got the big Nagata endorsement when he was, yeah. uh, debuted yeah and then you know surpassed be the guy who like you know takes the torch from uh, ultimately takes the torch from kento miyahara but um like i i've i've watched most of the the champions carnival i did there's some like anything with the saito brothers i don't care what some of these people i see on twitter say i am not watching a saito brothers match i I don't care how good you think they've become no i'm not watching that but uh day one aoyagi versus miyahara worth worth watching day two aoyagi versus t-hawk worth watching uh, day three there's four matches i thought were worth watching on day three from nagoya john miyahara versus ryuki honda t-hawk versus kojima uh anzai versus shitaro shino suwama versus uh soya go out of your way to watch those uh day four nothing i didn't think there's anything worth watching on this i kind of like i could skip that hamatsu great city they're dumplings fantastic highly recommend those uh in Ishikawa, day five, Ishikawa versus Anzai as fun match. Uh, Honda versus Aoyagi. And again, these are all pretty relatively short matches, John. Very easily digestible. Dude, dude, the Champion Carnival is something like you can blitz through in a weekend and get caught up on. Of like, you're just find some match recommendations. Like, maybe your main event is gonna go. Your main event is not top in twenty, and the undercard. Like, these are these are these are Cinderella style matches. Exactly. Uh, day six. Uh, Ashina versus Suwama. Finally, he did it. He beat Suwama. So that was, that was fun watch. Day seven, Kojima versus Miyahara. Very good match. And then, yeah, Ashina versus Ishikawa in Osaka for day eight. I am very excited. So Ashino is in B block. The three leaders of A block are Miyahara, uh, Honda, and, uh, T-Hawk. Is yes. that, is it right? So he has his, Ashino has history with all these guys. With Miyahara, of course, they're like kind of rivals since he's come into all Japan. Um, uh, Honda's his tag team partner. Mm-hmm. And T-Hawk is the guy who dethroned him for the Russell 1 title several years ago. 
And so they have that history. So he can face, I think it would be a great match if he faced any of them. I'm going to say it's Miyahara going to the finals, but I think it's time to pull the trigger on Shotaro Shino. As you know, John, I'm a huge fan of this guy. And I think it's time to push him again, win the carnival. Him and Nagata, holy shit, that will be an awesome match. And I think it's time to belt Shotaro Shino in all Japan. Yeah, the, the way Sunday show ended, like you had uh, Rei Saito and Suwama go to a uh, double countout uh, to to uh, ensure that they would be non-factors in who came out of the B block. And then it was uh, Ashino beating Shuji Ishikawa, submitting him in the middle of the ring with the ankle lock in 14 minutes. So Ashino advances. The final A block show is on Thursday at Korakuen Hall. And the main matches are uh, Ryuko, uh, Ryuki Honda against uh, Jun Saito which I feel is going to end probably with Saito spoiling that one. And it'll come down to Miyahara and T-Hawk in the main event. And then the winner, well, whoever comes out of those three uh, that WH mentioned will face Ashino on Sunday. I could see them going with, with Miyahara, but I, I do feel like this should be, I think, Ashino's tournament. I think that this is the one to just go all the way with, with Ashino. It's a fresh match with Yuji Nagata. And um, I just feel Miyahara is kind of the safe bet that they can... They can avoid going to going going that route. So I'm I, I feel Shino. I feel with Miyahara, there's something that he can like. There's a way you you can use him actually in pro wrestling Noah because he still has to have a singles match with Nakajima, right? He hasn't really paid off the thing he started with either Kitamiya or Nak- and Nakajima. Again, remember Miyahara, Nakajima, Kitamiya were all members of Kensuke Sasaki's Diamond Ring, right? They're all trained by him, so you have that history that they're playing up in Noah. They haven't really done anything with that. I think don't put the title, don't let him win the carnival. Don't put the title back on him and let him do, do a, do, do a storyline in Noah with him. Like he's still in all Japan, but do the storyline there. Shit. I put the, I put the GHC belt on him. I think that would garner a lot of interest. I think he would kill it a bit more than Jake has as the champion, but that's just fantasy booking. But I don't think it needs me hard. Does not, ever need to be win the champion carnival or be the triple crown champion again so give it to ashino it's his time i'm with you i I like that way a lot and just they put him over so definitively over shuji ishikawa it just seems like this would be the year to uh, go with ashino so i'm sure when we uh, do our next show we will be uh, lamenting why they went with uh, kento miyahara to win the carnival again and we're getting ready for what what do you see as the the end the end goal for this yuji nagata triple crown reign I think I like the fact he was not in the carnival, that they're going to keep him to limited defenses, special matches, and not overdo it with him. But where, who do you see benefiting from the Nagata reign at the end? I, I'm, I'm thinking Ashino. I think Ashino is going to win the carnival and Nagata should, should lose the match to the carnival winner. And I, I, I would imagine they're going to do it at a, at a venue like Sumo Hall to save, to, you know, work on like the kind of drawing power that Nagata uh, has still to some degree like to try it. Let's try it. Let's book it at Sumo Hall, try to get some interpromotional stuff in there as well. And then, yeah, I mean, I, it's a fresh match, John. It's, and it's an exciting match. I would like, if I was still in Numazu, I would travel to go see Nagata versus Ashino for the triple crown. Like, and, and I'm not, I'm not super high right now on all Japan because I do think there's like a lot of problems with it. The, the booking of the voodoo murders again in this company is terrible. Um, and, it, there's some like really diamonds in the rough in this company, but 
overall, like, uh, and I hate saying this because like I've always been a fan of this of this brand, and and so you know, like, but that would get me out out the door to to go see that match would be Ashino, especially if I think there's a really strong chance that Ashino is going to ascend and 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 rightfully become Triple Crown champion in All Japan. Yeah, and it's, sometimes we forget, like, Ashino is 33 years old. Like, this guy's in the prime of his career and has, you know, might, might not be even at his ceiling yet. And when it comes to, you know, your Suamas, your Ishikawas, to me, like, an Ashino should be, like, 1B right next to Miyahara, sort of, as your, your long-term guy. He carries If you ever see him in press conferences and the way he appears in public, like, he dresses, like, he wears suits a lot. He just wears, like, you know, does a lot of, does like, high you know brand clothing he tries to present himself like i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a star it, it comes across in his promos comes across his wrestling comes across in his stuff outside the ring for the company you'd be stupid not to the only one that's equal to him in that regard is is miyahara like in the way he presents himself as a champion you're stupid not to to really go the distance with ashino because i think he'll really bring a prestige to your company as your as your main event guy Last thing before we wrap up for this month, over the last six weeks, you and I have gone to three wrestling shows together. Right. We went to uh, we went to GCW, then we went to Impact, uh, the Rebellion pay-per-view, and then we went to Demand Lucha this past week uh, in downtown Toronto. I talked about this on Rewind to SmackDown, but I, I had so much fun at that Demand Lucha show. It was just such a great time to go. Um it was my favorite show of the three that we we went to recently. But what were some of your your highlights of uh, our our live uh, live event experiences? WA um, besides besides the pre show meals, that's right the the tacos and the burritos. Uh, so this is my second time to demand lucha, um, and I I I like the first show I went to. I like this venue, Parkdale Hall. I think it's great, awesome. great location. Honestly, like if you are running a show in Toronto, like if you, I haven't been to like recent like smash or i have never i've never been to like super kicked or or greek town so i don't know what their venues are like but like compared to the opera house this this place is a thousand times better there's not a bad sight line in the entire building you can watch it standing up you can watch it sitting down for the most and there part. was a ton of standing room only in the like they oh whatever like they they could have fit like more people in standing wise, but this was like this place was packed. Like there had to have been four hundred people in the in this great venue. atmosphere. Like, great atmosphere from the first match onwards. They were into everything, and each match it's kind of escalating until you get to uh, the main event where you had a uh, Aris and Gringo Loco and the surprise of Commander uh, joining in. But th- this crowd was amazing. I just thought they were so heated for everything and just a fun wrestling crowd. And uh, talk a bit about your favorite tag team. Well, with oh. all due respect to uh, uh, House of Torture and, and such, this is your, I, th- I think, legit favorite live tag team. Los Medicos. They're awesome. They're great. Like <laughs> they're- old school, evil heel Lucha Doctors. That's right. And and uh, they wear scrubs. <laughs> they wear latex gloves. Though the bigger guy, he loses them because I think they just t- disintegrate from all the sweat. <laughs> That dude He's generating. Move, I mean, that guy is that guy is very impressive. Here's the thing: I don't even know what their individual names are. Their manager, he's like got his brain exposed. His mask is his brain exposed, and and they have the their other manager is doctor. I don't know if she's a doctor. I think she's a doctor. Nova Kane, which I, it's a great name, by the way. <laughs> um, but it's a fun act. They're 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 really their, their good. Music like, is like this old, like it would be some like this creepy instrumental that you would expect out of like a '60s like 
lucha drama or something like that. It's just, it's a great act that they have. And they took on the main event who are regulars with House of Glory. And I mean, they just do some great stuff together, like the, the dive through the ring. I mean, and this crowd, they just ate everything up. Um, it was just so much fun. And they have this loaded show, uh, next month that we're planning to go back to with uh, a speedball on the show. So that'll be just after, well, about a month after best of the super juniors. They've got the Kingo announced for this and Brian Cage against Sam Adonis, they announced. There you go. So. I, it's a fun show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like hanging out with you, Braden Davey, Mike, and and the kids. You know, he's he's always bringing. It was his a party. Shows. Right? Yeah, we were. Uh, fun. We, we had quite a lot. It was it was a great time. I'm definitely going to go back for uh, the next show. So maybe maybe we'll get Way to come out with us this time. I've tried. He said he's going to try and make one this year. He said this year. So okay. we, we, we will get way out one, one of these nights. Uh, but that's going to wrap things up. Uh, later on this week, on Wednesday, Bruce Lord and Karen Peterson are going to have a show on the Post Wrestling Cafe covering Wrestling Dontaku. So look out for that. They will have a whole rundown of that show for Post Cafe members. He and- was there. We have to mention Bruce that's Lord right. That's right. Bruce Lord was there for Demand Lucha. He was in town, and he's coming back for Forbidden Door. So um, we will be hanging out with Bruce in the in the in the coming weeks. Uh, but also up on the site now, up at postwrestling.com, the latest edition of the Long and Winding Royal Road. Uh, I'm always glad when uh, Dylan Fox stops by, and he was uh, the guest with WH chatting about um, a superheated match from December of 2000. It's amazing. Interpromotional. The start. Really, of interpromotional in Japan, John was like this this feud with because this is the post Noah Exodus. So Matoka Baba's like, what can I do to keep this company afloat? Okay, I'm going to contact New Japan, and what can we do? Well, we want Kawada versus Sasaki. Okay, we want Kawada to wrestle in New Japan. Okay, so they put the title on the returning Tenru, so Kawada's free to just go hang out with the New Japan boys. And this is and here's the thing: the revelation is Masafuchi. Because up until this point, for the last five years, he's just a mid-card comedy six-man guy. You know, he's not used in any significant manner. I didn't, you know, when I started watching All Japan, John, I didn't even know who he was. I've, that's that's how low he was on the card at the time when I started watching All Japan. He's in this match, and my God, he turns it up. He is just the greatest old-school style prick heel, just beaten, doing like everything behind the rest back to like fuck up Nagata and Izuka. It's amazing. And Izuka, this is when Izuka was good. No iron fingers inside. He's still got hair, John. I love this version of Izuka. Go watch this match. Uh, you know, watch the match, listen to the show. I always have a fun time talking with Dylan. So like, we'll have him on. Should I reveal who I schedule for the next one, John? I think you should tease everyone. Yes. Who is All coming right. up in, uh, he, in this month? He, he likes to talk about, you know, money in wrestling a lot he's on he's part of the post wrestling family so his his name begins with brandon and ends in thurston so we're scheduled to to, to be talking sometime in may we're gonna have it for for may and uh yeah and he, you know he says he's coming to toronto for forbidden door probably so we'll be hanging i think out everyone's coming up to toronto for everyone's forbidden coming door. yes yes listen really karen will. i know you're listening why don't you just bite the bullet and just come to Toronto hang out with us here at post wrestling in Toronto. Maybe they'll, the, the fans will see you, me, John outside of sneaky D's out in the wild. 
Well, look look forward to that. It's going to be a huge week here in Toronto, Forbidden Door Week. Uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, but for WH Park, I am John Pollock. Thank you to everybody for tuning in, and we will speak with you soon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.